What's happening, all you weirdos? We got another episode of Strange Road for you. That's right. I'm Mikey, and of course, as always, we got Bub riding shotgun. How you doing tonight, Bub? I'm awesome. Doing great. Doing, doing great. great. Feeling great. It's been a good day. It's a good day. Very good day. Getting uh, a lot of energy worked out. A lot of energy's been moving here in the studio, behind the scenes. Uh, great conversations, trying to figure out where we're heading in 2024, and I think today was one of the most illuminating days since we rebooted this show. So many, many blessings to all of you guys. Frickin' rule, by the way. Yep. Um, <clears throat> and uh, we... G- okay. <laughs> all right, we just had a little behind-the-scenes chatter from uh, our boys in Master Control. Stoner and yeah. Disbro are in the house. Let's give a hand to those guys. Yeah. There he is. Hey. Look at that. Looking like Disneyland in there. Absolutely. <laughs> Vote for Disbro and oh, all of man. your dreams will come true. Oh, dude. Well, we got <laughs> we got Flutz in the chat. We got RU, Backyard TV, Sess in the City, Born Not to Run, Necro McAnimal is here with us. Uh, anybody else, yeah. pop in the chat if you're here with us. Uh, many, many shout outs. You guys were on fire last Monday, this past Monday, uh, with Brandon Thomas' yeah. from Expanding Reality. Yeah. Um, you guys brought it in the chat. There was so much excitement, energy moving. Um, you know, we were chatting with Brandon after the episode was over. He oh, yeah. he popped in there and was hanging out with us. Um, you know, Stoner's dad, Papa what's Stone. happening? Good uh, to see you. Hope you're feeling better, buddy. Uh, we're we're with you. Uh, many shout outs to the Stoner family. And uh, we got born not to run in here. Y- you guys rule, and you guys brought it on Monday. Yeah, yeah. that was such well, a fun time, bro. We've had some really good episodes lately. We've had some good ones. We've had some really fun records. We've had some live that are, um, that are live shows up. that are fun. Yeah, we've yeah. had some good stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, yeah, we just you know trying to keep the the thing moving along and shifting into the different time of year now, where like you know it's not as bright yeah. out. It's you know not mm-hmm. as much sunshine to keep us a little bit vitamin D synthesizing through us. Yep. So we kind of get yep. that seasonal effect of a little bit to where like we got to keep ourselves from getting a little bit too. Uh, Brought down Absolutely. by the change in the weather, so Absolutely. we appreciate all you to keep and also, going. And also, I just realized that the, the ceiling light's on again. Is that not supposed to be on? No, it's not supposed to be on. That's oh. okay. It just gives weird lighting in here, but that, that's all good. The last time it was on, I went over there off camera and tried to turn it off, and I turned all the lights on. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm not trying to do that again. If they're all up, that means they're off. I love it. Uh, <laughs> I love it. Thanks, Disbro. Appreciate oh. it. Oh, he did the same thing. <laughs> Thanks, buddy. I appreciate you. Appreciate you. Uh, uh, but anyway, guys, we're ready to have fun tonight. We're we're loose. We're ready to chill. We're ready yeah. to get weird. Yeah. Um, uh, but, you know, all you guys that have been uh, in the merch store, our boy uh, Cole from back home, we got, uh, you know, Sess in the City, and we got Burton and Chasing Mound Builders and our boy TJ. Necro. And look at that. New post this week, or late last week, uh, Necro sent us this, the mystery of Necro is just deepening. We're always trying to figure out who is Necro McAnimal, really. He does all this amazing, and there you are, buddy. I see you. Might be one of the biggest <laughs> mysteries, but we love it. We were, we appreciate the hell out of you. And go follow Necro McAnimal in Instagram. I need to hit send. There it is. I had the link in there. I never hit send. There you go. So, uh, you know, Necro, we appreciate you, dude. You rule. You put out the dope. I mean... If we would have told you last year when we started this show that 
some guy just enjoyed our show and was going to create artwork for us, I'd call you a liar. I'd call bullshit on that. I don't even, I still don't understand. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I appreciate it. And yeah. I, you know, more the, than you the know. whole genesis of that kind of like endeavor and relationship as it's gone through the show from has Hollow been so much Sky, fun. I believe. Yeah. From when we had Hollow Sky. Like I said, I won't forget wrong. it, man. They're great posts. <clears throat> I laugh at every one of them. Oh, dude, we they love They help me remember it. the shows. And me yeah. being a visual person really helps me remember topically what we talked about. So I, yep. I, I appreciate them. Yep. Absolutely. Absolutely. We know you got that stoner, Dad. Uh, Papa Stoner. We know you got it, buddy. Hell yeah. Um, well, we can hop right in. I mean, you guys know where to find us. Make sure... Specifically right here, hit that like button on this video. It really does seem, you know, minimal, but it, it does help. Um, you know, got to hit that notification bell. You can literally help get this show uh, more visibility by doing it. It doesn't seem like yeah. much because people always think I've got to do this or that to make a difference. No, we're telling you, like, this does make a difference. If you share, like, subscribe, do that, tell a friend, whatever it is, it helps us. Yeah, and, uh, you know, find us on Spotify, Apple, wherever you get your podcasts. Leave that review. Five stars or bust. Oh, yeah. Um, and this podcast episode is brought to you by, well, us, Strange Road Creative. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We have never promoted our company. We've never talked about the things that we do a whole lot. Some of you guys know we're, we're a video production company. Um, but if you guys out there know anybody that needs help with live streaming, virtual events, conferences, anything at all, you got a Bigfoot conference you thought you know you could get in contact with or, or know a person that runs an event that's interested in AV, live streaming, right. all things video, live event-wise, I mean, we'll come out and shoot B-roll at your event. Um, but, you know, we're really trying to get the word out about what we're doing down here outside of the podcast with the production company and some of those things. And, uh, you know, all that just keeps these operations moving yeah. and moving forward. And honestly, I would much rather be shooting Bigfoot events and conferences and, and doing live stream events right. within the, the parameters of the strange. Right. 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 So we do a lot of work for amazing corporate clients and we love that work. Um, but if I were to add more clients to our Rolodex, it would be within those realms. So, right. um, you know, refer us, hit us up, contact at thestrangeroad.com. Yeah. And I mean, if you're sitting at home thinking, what does that even mean? How do I extrapolate out what Mikey just said? What, you know, live stream t events, what are we doing here right now? Yeah. What we're doing right now is what they can do for you in that essence, right? So uh, it's just food for thought. And, uh, you know, I've been on a number of those gigs too, yeah. even though it's not my forte necessarily. Yeah, I'm just killer PTC I'm a talker. operator. I like running cams. Yeah. You and know, you make good coffee. and I make good you know. coffee. I like people to be happy. I like the vibes to be high the whole time on whatever project we're working on. But uh, I, one thing I will say is that I've never walked away from a gig with you guys and heard anybody of the receiving end of the services go, man, I wish we would have went with someone else or that was not what I thought it was going to be, you know, like less than expected. It's always like, Oh my goodness. Like yeah. that was, how do you guys, how did you even do that? How'd you think that it's like, yeah. again, because this is kind of your wheelhouse. This is your yeah. realm. So yeah, we can shoot cool. Got to toot your own horn sometimes for uh, Yeah. We don't, you know, but honestly, what it boils down to <laughs> the first sponsor of this podcast is 
is, Strange Road Creative. Is, yeah. like, we are the sponsor of this show. Right. Uh, the That's, production company, you know, pays for the operations. All of our stuff is ad-free right now, and YouTube are monetized, but we keep these live streams and premieres ad-free as yeah. much as we possibly can. Yeah. Um, there's some things that we're working on right now to, you know, add a little bit more value to what we're doing, um, you know, trying to create um, <clears throat> a little bit more, you know, extra things that we can bring people in and be a part of. Yeah, uh, Whether sure. that's going to be Patreon, whether that's YouTube memberships. We're digging into a lot of stuff, guys. And, um, you know, honestly, let us know what you think. I would love to hear what you guys think and what you guys want, uh, even if it's as far as topics. You know, we've done a couple polls in YouTube that were fun. Um, you know, whether people wanted to hear us talk about ancient civilizations or yeah. so some of that engagement. We want to take that to the next level. Absolutely. So let us know what you hear. We're always open to, um, you know, your thoughts, of course. You guys are what, you know, really drives the show. So we appreciate the hell out of each and every one of you. Let's get right to it, bub. Go for it. You want me to start? You want to just... Go ahead. Go All ahead. right. Uh, so this is, this is starting off because I was listening to the interview with Crush the other day, and he brought up this recovery that I thought we covered, but I don't think we ever did. And it was interesting just because the whole context of it was, you know, like UFOs and crash retrieval and had it happen. He's like, well, of course it's happened, you know. And the interviewer was like, oh, it was in 47. He's like, no, even before that. And even before this one in 33, we can go before that. So right. I was just like, you know, got my brain spinning, what yeah. have you. You talked about 33 and a couple Jesse yep. Michaels on yep. Rogan. Mm-hmm. Yep. And this comes from Popular, uh, popular Mechanics, um, the article does. And it's from a... Um, 1933 UFO crash in Italy. So, you know, the article says, is Italy, not Roswell, New Mexico, the actual site of the first UFO crash on Earth? I think so. And again, from what Grush says, no. 1933 is not. But it's the first one we have on record openly out there. That he can talk about. Sure, yeah. So an Italian researcher claims to have uh, proof that backs up recent allegations that a crashed UFO was recovered in Italy in 1933. The Italian ufologist Roberto Panati says the fascist dictator Benito Mussolini got his hands on a flying saucer after it crashed on June 13, 1933. But the alien craft, Panati said, was captured by American forces at the end of World War II and sent to the U.S. All right? A quote from him, he said, I and my colleague Alfredo Lissoni began investigating the story of the 1933 UFO crash in Lombardy in 1996 when we received some original secret documents about the case. So Panati's claims might have gone unnoticed in the sea of UAP chatter except for the fact that they appeared to dovetail with the spectacular accusations of former U.S. intelligence officer David Grush, who recently claimed that the Italian flying saucer was the first such object recovered by the U.S. The ex-National Reconnaissance Officer Staffer also stated that he has evidence of a secret U.S. program that has obtained multiple non-human flying saucers, which, flying saucers, which I think is the OGA. The Office of Global, Global Access, Access, yeah, <clears throat> which I know a not a lot. I, you know, not a lot. I know a lot of three, three, you know three letter acronyms. Some diddly. I know enough that there's a CIA and an NSA, and there's a yeah. What I'm saying is like the OGA. That's another one of those where it's like, what the hell is that even? Or like the Center for Reconnaissance Intelligence. Like that's Dude, what Grush that's was, the one with the satellites. That's the one with Grush. That's was the satellites. That. He was in that for like 
years. That's the satellite. That's how he got into the AARO and, and got in behind the scenes because he was doing all the reconnaissance. That reconnaissance thing is yes. where we have those satellites that can read a stick of butter from four miles up right. or like a, the read the face of a dime. And how did we not have that crash? We talked about Michigan. Or this Lake is Huron, what I talked about. Where that spaceship or Absolutely. whatever it was, the octagon shape. You want a actual anecdotal. We can find do you want an anecdotal story of how I know they can find it? Is because that patient I had when I was a nurse who was an aerospace engineer at Wright Patterson Air Force Base. Hello. For ball aerospace, ball canning jars. Mm-hmm. Actually has an aerospace division they started. And so does it National Cash Register. Well, oh, surprise, weird, surprise, coming out of Dayton, Ohio. Yeah, National Cash Register. Right around WPAFB. That company is completely uh, around NCR? in some way. It's, oh, it's, it's still around in some Well, way. it's like a government contractor now. Nobody uses cash registers. People use computers it's and point-of-sale like systems. Yeah. But, you know, my mom's old hardware store that she worked at, She had, they had one of those big, giant, old Turnstone. national cash register, yeah. big old machines. And I yeah. used to just, like, hit buttons and play around with that. <laughs> it's the weirdest thing ever. Yeah. But they're working, have done weird underground projects for going back years. Probably. and like, What are you making cash registers? What? Again, ball. You're doing secret projects for right pat, huh? This lady said ball canning jars, and I was like, I don't understand. She was like, ball air, <laughs> ball has an aerospace research division. And again, Why? she looked like my grandmother. I was yeah. like, I, I'm talking to this lady, and she's blowing my mind. She didn't give me a lot of like hard details or anything, this, that, right? Because she was basically pretty tight lipped about it. But yeah, what we talked about and how we got on the whole conversation, how I even found out she was an aerospace engineer, retired was I had mentioned I had read an article about those satellites and how we had this capability. And she's like, well, sure. I was like, what do you mean? Well, sure. I was like, oh, well, you're an aerospace engineer. You know about these satellites. And she goes, well, yeah, how do you think we found that um, space shuttle that blew up years ago in Texas? I said, what do you mean? She goes, we use those satellites and they could see all the pieces from space. And so that's why I'm like, when people look at me like I'm crazy, when I go, how do we not find this wreck? We can find whatever we want on the globe, on this planet, at any freaking point in time. I believe that wholeheartedly you can find a hair on the back of an ant's ass wholeheartedly easy wholeheartedly if you know where to look yeah. okay you have a wreckage it's over it's not and the whole mh3 said we just got to leave some of this stuff alone but anyways my <laughs> my strong belief with that shit right now my strong belief is that there's there's nowhere that you can unless you're underground and even then they could probably find some way of like getting some like ground penetrating like infrared radar to track you underground who knows i don't yeah. give you any ideas DARPA, i don't know what they can do there. but you know, they probably can. So that's the 1933 UFO Italy crash retrieval, and the U.S. came and took it from them. The U.S. came, but didn't Hitler come down and see the craft? Or Like Grush talked about somehow Mussolini the, saw the it, Nazis but... came in, and that was some of the early basis for the Nazi technology where some of their sci- – because Italy didn't have the scientists to understand what the hell that thing was. So they brought in German scientists, the yeah. early Nazi scientists, yeah. to from what I, Grush I thought said that in, I could be totally misremembering this, but yeah. there was something where the Nazis came down and at least studied that craft. Yeah, in this case. Yeah. Are you ready for this next shift? Sure. We're going from conspiracies of when the first retrieval was to the conspiracy of should you go into deep space as a man, you might suffer some deep disappointment. Yeah, I don't know. In the form of you might need to take some uh, Cialis with you or some Blue Chew or some Viagra (laughs) because apparently galactic cosmic rays can impair function of erectile tissues, research in rats shows. (laughs) 
<laughs> so we're boldly going where nobody wants to go. <laughs> right? As it, it's, Who's signing up for that? This is from The Guardian. <laughs> And in, in, in this study, you know, again, on rats of November of this year has found that um, it's affecting the erectile tissue of these of these uh, rodents. Right. So <laughs> the article says, as if homesickness, wasting muscles, thinner bones and an elevated cancer risk, the inescapable company of overachievers and the prospect of death in the endless vacuum of space were not enough to contend with. Male astronauts may return from deep space prone to erectile dysfunction, scientists say. Hold on. It's not just while you're out there. It might be permanent. <laughs> well, the damage is done, bud. <clears throat> you know, maybe it's just... You already cooked your noodle. <laughs> the cosmic rays. <laughs> you know what you need? You know what you need? <laughs> A lead-lined JG. <laughs> <laughs> you need to protect. Yeah, that's you a need real, to protect that uh, yeah. nether region, if you will. God, man. man, oh, oh let's, J. Well, we'll leave that. We'll leave it's kind of like a jockstrap. The future yeah, Patreon episodes will let you in that jockstrap. Um, oh, oh. So anyhow. <laughs> The warning comes amid renewed focus on deep space missions with NASA and other major space agencies preparing for long-term expeditions to the moon and more ambitious voyages to Mars. NASA's Artemis program aspires to send astronauts to the moon as early as next year with crewed missions to Mars tentatively lined up uh, for as early as 2040. So I'm not, I'm not joking. That's a concern. Do you want to go out into space in the next year? I mean, no. How do we take care of that? I think that's the only thing you can do is say, hey, we know it's going to be heavy weight on you literally around your waist here, Mike. Yeah. But when you go out there, you're going to have to wear this lead-lined jockstrap. Maybe they could get you like a thinner version of like a mithril, a lead mithril Bilbo Baggins oh, for your Baggins. Jesus. Okay. <laughs> wow. This just went. Oh, but anyhow, Earth is highly protected from cosmic radiation by the planet's magnetic field and substantial atmosphere, right? So but wait, on the moon and Mars and in space between, there's no effective so barrier. So what did they do the first time we went to the moon? I don't know. Does Ball, did, uh, did all those guys have a lot of children? Neil I'd Armstrong had kids. They all had well, children. But you know what? They weren't in... Does that um, prove that we didn't go to the moon? I don't think they were in space for a long time, though. Hmm... What does he say? Weren't they talking about shielding from the rays with possible water in the oh, maybe floods, who knows? That you gotta shield it somehow. And again, yeah. from my previous work with radiation, I wore lead all day. I looked like a ninja. You know, we'd put on our lead, lead shield, thyroid collar, because anything yeah. that was yeah, uh susceptible yeah. to that radiation, especially your thyroid here, you know, you can get some issues. Right. So you'd wear that collar and you'd wear all this to protect all your organs and that's why you take iodine if you're like a nuclear power plant worker, there's a meltdown. They give you iodine, right? Because that cleans well, that's, up your thyroid gland from radiation. That poisoning. I don't. That I don't. Is that know a similar much. thing? Well, that'd be nuclear, though. Right, nuclear. I don't know. I, you, you're, you're, we're more tapping it. I'm not yeah. that intelligent. No. Um. Anyhow, so out there in space, there's no effective barrier. On board the ISS, crews are protected by shielding in Earth's magnetic field, but still receive in one week as much radiation as a person on the ground would experience in a year. 
One week in space is worth a year's time of radiation down here. That's a lot. Right. I mean, that electromagnetic... Have you ever seen those visuals of the Earth's electromagnetic rays? Now we're not even talking about going through the Van Allen belts yet. Oh, I and know. And that's like a oh. friggin' oh, you're getting, atomic bomb of radiation. You're getting your noodle nuked, So not even just cooked. Yeah. So not that it was all bad news for future spacefarers. Treatment with specific antioxidants appeared to, re- to improve tissue function after exposure to galactic cosmic rays, suggesting male Multiple astronauts ways. bound for Mars... Mars need not be too deflated. <laughs> he likes so, it. So, you know, uh, Alice, the, you know, the medications, you got to be on that all day. I'll tell you what, it takes six months to get to Mars currently is what Flutz is saying. I'll tell you what, six months, I don't think you're getting it up after that long. No, you're done. That's I, just, I don't see it. It's just whatever. There's a price to pay, right? Maybe that's why aliens... Whoa, never thought about that. Maybe that's why, you know, when they always talk about like reproductive and this and that, maybe that's what, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Maybe that's what we are. It's like we are this reproduction facility, the earth, right? They always talk about aliens not having, you know, uh, uh, genitals or this, that, just, you know, a couple, maybe slits for nose holes and maybe a mouth, eyes, but they're not rocking, you know, carriage down below. Right. So maybe that's what's going on. Maybe that radiation, who knows? We're like in this radiation anemone yep. in, inside the earth, you know? Yeah. Wow. Whew, that's a lot. It's a lot. You want to do this next one? Yeah, I can do it. Go ahead. Okay, cool. How about it? So we got uh, AI influencer, Atania, Clueless, Agency Tech. Uh, so this is a Business Insider article. Um and basically, a Spanish model aid, uh, modeling agency said it created the country's first AI influencer who can earn up to 10,000 euros or $11,000 a month as a model. The AI-generated woman, Atania Lopez, is a pink-haired 25-year-old. Her account has amassed 124,000 followers on Instagram. Here it is in the link, guys. Wow. I just linked that in the chat. You guys can all take a look. There she is. Stoner's got her up. But if you really want to look at this page, I just popped that in the link for you. Uh, in the chat for you. Um, Cruz told Euronews that he decided to design Lopez after having trouble working on the re- with real models and influencers. We started analyzing how we were working and realized that many projects were being put on hold or canceled due to problems beyond our control. Often it was the fault of the influencer or model and not due to the design issues, he said. Cruz said that she was created with a personality based on what society likes most, the algorithm of society, um, per Euronews. So uh, Fanu, uh, Fanview's, Fanview CEO, Will Monage, told Bellino that he believed AI-generated characters would thrive and soon be as widespread as human creators. Oh, sure. Oh, you don't have to deal with all those guys in the TikTok house. The, those YouTube, the guys they put up in the, you know, those kids they put up in those TikTok houses and, you know, they're partying all the time. They're late to events. You know, you, you got to deal with these like young people that are very, very difficult to deal with. So let's just create fake people. They're, and what? who are you paying? You're paying uh, what? A digital designer uh, algorithm. The designer makes Algorithm the prompter. I don't know. She Does she talk? Or is it just... It's just images right just now. Just images. Yeah, yeah. So, 
Go ahead. I don't want to jump it's, here. It's I don't wild. want to jump you too much here on this article. Um, no, I mean that's really, really. I mean, oh, that's okay. Pretty much about it. it. It's not a super long article, but I started following some of these accounts on Twitter just because it yeah, blew my mind. Right. I was like, wait a minute. So that's not a real person. Yeah. And yeah. It here, it, but it lends itself to my theory. Yeah. Which, when taken to its full achievement, is scary. Mm-hmm. But you got. What was it? There was just a video of Kim Jong-un the other day on Twitter where they're like, Kim Jong-un's crying about, you know, the population to these women. Like, he's trying to, like, tell his society, like, have more kids. Yeah. Like, population collapse and all this stuff they yeah. talk about. And it's like, you talk about, like, 8 billion people on the planet. But every developed country, for the most part, I think, is talking about a, a population collapse. And I might be wrong about this, but I'm going to paint with a broad Some people brush are here. talking about it. Doesn't Like, with but, 8 billion people, you would think that'd be really hard to to collapse, but I guess it happens pretty fast. My thing is, this is like the movie with, what's it said, Joaquin back in the day. She or her or whatever mm-hmm, it was where mm-hmm. you had like the digital or the AI like girlfriend. Yep. Because I've thought about this, like, you know, it's hard, right? It's hard to have a conversation. I don't even know what the dating world's like. I've not dated in a long time, so it was yep. weird for me even back then. But today, can't imagine it. But what I started to theorize was like, all for all these people that aren't good at dating and guys and girls or whatever... However it goes about it, you know, if you get to a point where you don't even have to date, now you can just have this AI character, and then if they can start talking, and then if you can start making these robots, and I was like, you want to talk about population collapse, we will have this whole weird, like, we're rushing towards, like, merging with tech in such a weird way that I can't even explain it. Yep. Like, Mm -hmm. I think we're just going to, like, wake up one day, and it's going to be like... Hey, hey, Bob's wife, yeah, he bought her at Home Depot. Yeah. He's got her downloaded with a new cleaning app. Like, she goes and cleans like me. She can make the best pie and Bob, you know. (laughs) Or, you know, you can go out and get the Jeff model, and Jeff knows how to, like, build the best hot rod. And, you know, you can download a new model of Jeff. And I don't know. Like, it's weird to me. It's really weird. But it's funny because on this scale, dude. Yeah. What do you want? Like you said, do you want to pay somebody? Like that might show up, that might not show up. You can just program this thing. Yeah, it's uh, it's it's really weird. Well, Bruce Willis got way ahead of this and sold his likeness for all AI endeavors in the future. I tried so to explain this to someone the other day of how they'll see him in a movie in the future and he'll talk and he'll have lines and, and it's going to be Bruce Willis. Estate will be getting paid. His, yeah, his kids, their kids. Do you know in why? Perpetuity. Think of it He's this way. Very very smart. Think of it this way. I mean, shit. Jimi Hendrix. Uh, C- Cobain, Tupac already is Tupac. Whoever, a, a whoever, hologram. You but know. every one of them, the Jimi Hendrix experience makes more money every year mm-hmm. than he ever made when he was alive. Oh, like they make God. more. Abba, Abba is yeah. going to start touring digitally with oh, digital boy. AI. Oh boy, they'll make money on these tours where they don't even ever leave the house. It's their music, it's their catalog, and they send out their digital tour. It's just holograms of them, or right? <clears throat> Jesus, it's strange. I'm just saying. Just it. you could go see Pearl Jam in like a hundred years, and it'd still be Eddie and all the boys just slaying. <clears throat> that's that's crazy, dude. It's really so like, and the okay. better and better it gets, and then you could just say, "Hey, you know, yeah, we get AI robots that look just like." It, it. But the greatest thing about people is our creativity. Is that we can create books and write write books and create paintings and. Create artwork like they didn't think AI and and this would they think they thought originally that it would change manufacturing. It would take away the jobs of the everyday factory worker, the jobs that really, you know, most people just don't want anyways. 
But instead, oh, it's coming for it's coming for everybody's but it, lunch. But it flip flopped, and the first thing that it could do better was write a better song than anybody, make an art. Well, not it can it right can now imitate. I don't know if I can say it, it can write a better, not but a it, better it can song, imitate very closely. It can write a better song than me. I'm not a songwriter. Yep. Necro so. said Kiss is going to do tours with avatars. Yep. I mean, yeah. dude, Gene Simmons ain't missing that opportunity. No, he loves money. Oh, he's good at making money, too. Yeah, yeah. But here's the thing that's interesting about that is, that, you know, how does how will Kiss have such a staying power? Like, yeah. Like we, it for for wow for for groups and stuff I mean, like that. They need us to be around though to pass Kiss it on. When we were, but kids. they need us still. They need somebody to still remember, right? Because you can't launch a a, a no name band that nobody knows to go on tour. Maybe yes. you could, but yeah. What I'm saying is they have to do it now before mm-hmm. everybody forgets him. Like even Bruce Willis, like he hadn't acted in a movie in a long time. But like if you made a movie with him, still I'd still watch it, yeah. even though I don't. It's too weird. That mm-hmm. almost is like we're living in the Matrix at that point. Your brain tells you that it's not really Bruce Willis in the movie. But we do that now. We're like, say, Nutty Professor, Eddie Murphy plays six parts. He can't always, yeah. you know, he's not even really talking to himself in certain scenes or what. Mm-hmm. That's like my dad used to always complain about Hollywood films and like green screens and stuff. And now I think I finally get it where he was just like, it's just not real anymore. Like mm-hmm. the whole like, <clears throat> like a live album, if somebody records a live album. All of that's happening in real time at once. Mm-hmm. You know, it's you can't do anything else about it. Yeah, jeez, we just went down. But it's real taking all the creative jobs, and even the point of oh, like, it's going to take everything. And non-creative jobs, but like influencers, like who would have thought that a real person didn't matter anymore to sell a product? Who would have thought that just a a fake photo, an AI generated image of a chicken pink hair was going to do a better job than some dude in a TikTok house at slinging their product? Like I never conceived that that. That's so freaking wild, man. 2024 is going to be the year of AI. If 2023 wasn't already, 2024, we're going to see some major changes, bro. Major. We already did. ChatGPT4 came out, and everybody's already using it as virtual assistant to write copy for their business, for their social media posts. You should be if it's you're not. It's almost like if you're not doing that, yeah. And, you know, we probably need to utilize those tools a lot more down here. Yeah. But it's like, oh, I still want to write my own, like, I mean, I guess, I don't know. That's I think, a whole other I, conversation. Again, I think, I think where that uniqueness will come in is how you prompt it now. Yeah. Like, how do you get the most Some, out of it and like, how do you actually give it the input it needs because it make, makes me think of uh, like programming being a good, and software good in general. good at Googling. My dad's not good at Googling. Things. That's a real skill. It's <laughs> a real freaking skill. <laughs> Jamie Vernon on, from the Joe Rogan podcast might be the best Googler ever. Oh, I always joke that my Google <laughs> IQ is off the charts. But, um, yeah, I mean, prompting is important to, like, be able to get the most out of it to, like, get the effective, like, version of this or the, whatever you want out of it, like, you know. Um, and it, it, it's a learning process, but, um, excuse me, it, it'll get better and better. It'll get more and more integrated. You know, you got the Ray-Ban sunglasses that got the meta installed on them now. And Jeez. we're talking about augmented reality out in front of you, you know, where like, say if you got those glasses on now, instead of my laptop screen, those glasses could display like this whole room. I could have, you know, just giant screens everywhere, but it's just augmented, you know, it's, yeah. That stuff's really going to get nuts. Yeah. And uh, who knows? Yeah, like Michael J. Fox, futuristic type, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, this oh. next one's a weird one. Do you want to do this one? Um, go ahead. November 28th, tech conference canceled after using AI to generate fake women speakers. Uh, 
here we go. Here we go. Here we go. And it's just, you know, what's happening? An organizer of an upcoming software and development <clears> conference <throat> called DevTurnity has been accused of cooking up fake women speakers featured on the event's website. AI-generated headshots and all. Well, we just covered a couple of those articles, and, I mean, they do a convincing job, and they don't just do headshots. There's whole videos. on mm -hmm. Again, I follow a lot of Twitter accounts research. Uh, it looks a lot uh, like a horrifically misfired attempt to pat out the apparent diversity in a heavily male-dominated space. So last week, software engineer and writer, uh, wow, gur Gurgly, is that how you would say it? <laughs> Gurgly, gurgly, I'm going to say gurgly, Oroz <laughs> discovered that the conference, quote, lists fake or invented Coinbase and meta engineers as speakers on conferences, four of them in 2021, 2022, and 2023. The profiles of the exclusively female speakers featured made-up names, titles, and even AI-generated headshots. And it doesn't just end at fake conference speakers. Saivovs has also admitted to running an Instagram account that features over a thousand photos of a woman called Julia Kursina on his LinkedIn. Saivovs boasts about growing, quote, the account. This is another quote. This is damaging to all women in tech, even the ones that have nothing to do with the conference, Fong Jones told Bloomberg, because now we're going to be asked even more often all these questions about our authenticity. So it's kind of a real limey thing to do like underhand like this isn't just now this goes back a couple of years <clears throat> but this goes back to my point where i said like you know one day we're just going to realize like and not even on this level but like you know not, just because i know you it couldn't be you but like one day somebody be like you know what i just found out mikey's a robot <laughs> i had no idea that'd be strange i think it's happening right now in a virtual Possibly. sense yeah no <clears throat> I like to go even further. I'm like, man, they probably have, they probably test them out all the time. Yeah, maybe. Just put they them in do. a little overcoat. Just send them to the rainy mall. nights, put a hat on them. Send them to the mall, hot topic. Looking like Saul Freak Goodman at Cinnabon. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> One's just working at Cinnabon. Would you like extra icing? <laughs> oh. oh, man, I love it. Um, but yeah, so this, you know, the AI stuff is coming on strong, it's not slowing down. We got all these digital, uh, digital personas. Um, you know, we have creators and blue collar and white collar uh, workers alike. Everybody's getting, getting you know, really um, concerned and, and artists, rightfully so. Yeah, artists, creators. Yeah. And again, is it going to steal every last bit of it? No, but man, it might take like fifty percent or it more. Might, like again, the next year it might take. 50%. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. There's still going to be a price you know. to pay for. I go to a restaurant and say I want to have a real waiter. Not a robot waiter, whatever. Like, if there's a choice, it's going to become a choice it's in the gonna future. It's going to be niche. It's going to be very niche. You want to go to a niche restaurant where you have a person that brings your, you know, your steak and your potatoes to your No table. GMOs. This will be no robos. <laughs> you know, something like that. I mean, believe me, because oh, there'll be levels where people will, like, you know. Just we're, everybody holds out against something, whether it's not wanting to go to smartphones or not wanting to, you know, I don't know. Yeah, my wife. Go to central air in your house or I don't. I, yeah. There's always a resistance at some stage and there's always going to be somebody that keeps pushing it. I feel. I don't think it's ever going to stop. 
No. And I don't think we're going to stop with AI and robotics and Boston Dynamics and all the, you know, stuff that they're making. And Yep. Very interesting. Very interesting. Which brings us to the next article. You want to go ahead? Yeah. Sam Altman appears to admit the existence of a secret new doomsday AI system he helped build that he could – that basically can leap to artificial general intelligence. So we talked about – I don't know what episode it was, if that episode was even released yet. But Who knows? You know, Sam Altman getting fired as CEO and then bringing him back. You know, what was that about? Well, this might have been part of that. So we're going to jump into it. Yeah, please do. Um, So Sam Altman has appeared to lead credence to the story that he was fired from OpenAI over his company's super powerful secret new AI system he helped build. Multiple employees reportedly warned the company's board of directors that this project named Q, pronounced Q-Star, was becoming so advanced that it could already pass math exams and perform critical thinking tasks. And they felt Altman was not taking their warning seriously. A lot of these guys don't. Larry Summers from Google being one of them. You know, him being a non-humanist. Like, oh, just doesn't really care about human beings. He's like, on the board of OpenAI now. Exactly. So that's that's where we're at here. Uh, in an interview this week, Altman did not deny the existence of a secret program that some employees said was responsible for his firing. Instead, he called the revelation of Q an unfortunate leak. Oh, okay. Really? Altman was fired, then hired by OpenAI investor Microsoft. Oh, boy. Bill Gates, your boy. Oh, your just boy. ringing his your, hands. Your boy. He's He's ready. Yep, that's he's Bubs. just ready. That's your best. I friend, love bud. Bill Gates. He's the best guy on the planet. <laughs> he loves you. He's a. Bill he's Gates a, loves. He's all a. Of you. He's a people person. Yeah. No. He loves pie. Well, I love pie, so it's all good. And so, and then he rehired, uh, which also gave the boot to most of the board. Oh yeah. And the board that cut Altman. So when he came back, he booted all them. Right. Um, so all of this happened just not that long ago. I don't really know how he got back in there yet. All, all, there was a lot of interesting things that happened, like right. 700 and some employees out of seven, like 100 and change, like nearly 90 or 95% of the company after he got thrown out or kicked out, whatever, I, I shouldn't say thrown out, but kicked out or left off the board. Almost 90 to 95% of the company was going to leave with him. Engineers, everybody. Mm -hmm. So then it was like, oh, God, we got to bring him back. And Mm -hmm. then it was like, Mm -hmm. so it was this really weird, Mm -hmm. what the heck is going on? Who jumped the shark here? Tech companies are like inner workings of those tech companies. Mother Superior jumped the gun. Yeah, that's a great tune. But um, So when confronted with the question about Q in an interview with The Verge, he had the opportunity to deny the program existed. Well, the public learned about the existence of Q in a recent Reuters story, which also shared some concerns raised by the employees in a warning letter to the board. Hmm. Uh, but that news story only covered Q in the letter's contents in general terms. And as Reuters reported, it did not – the reporters did not review the letter. So there's some questions there. Uh, with all this uncertainty, Altman was well positioned to deny the existence of Q and dismiss – uh, and dismiss it as basic as a baseless rumor. So, 
You're reading something. Just Necro. blurt it out. <laughs> Necro said, there's a conversation about how are we going to, how's anybody going to make money in the future and this and that. And, you know, if AI takes over, and Necro said, they'll pay you to generate electricity and watch advertisements like that Black Mirror episode. And I know what you're talking about. That yep. freaked me out. Yeah. You get or your credits. Wally. Wally. You ever seen the Pixar movie Wally? Yeah, yeah, but it's creepy. The Black Mirror episode, it's more like you're like a, a lab rat guinea pig stuck in this little cage and you mm -hmm. just wake up and play this video game yes, every day. I remember or like that get one. on this like bicycle and ride yeah. whatever it was. It was like to to pull energy and heat source or whatever. Black, great reference, Necro. Black Mirror is a really great uh series. I had to stop watching it. It's freaking me out. Yeah, I've taken a break. I've not necessarily watched all of them. I watched quite a few. Yeah. A couple of those just like, oh boy. Yeah. Um so with all the uncertainty, Altman, you know, basically denies the existence of Q. You know, baseless rumor, guys. No, nothing to see here. Um, instead, he seemed to confirm confirm it. No particular comment on that unfortunate leak. He said, but what we have been saying two weeks ago, what we are saying today, what we are saying a year ago, what we were saying earlier on, is. That we expect progress in this technology to continue to be rapid and also we expect to continue to work very hard to figure out how to make it safe and beneficial. I don't think they are um, in a lot of sense. People working in AI have warned that once computer scientists achieve artificial general artificial intelligence. AGI. Big, AGI, big yeah. difference. It may become more powerful than humans and can contend with it. I don't think maybe is the right word. We know in certain ways – It'll be uh, just, again, incalculably faster than we are and more powerful. It's just there's – Yep. There's no way we – So the general AI could even view humans as a threat. That must be eliminated, enlisting the internet and computer infrastructures to carry out a doomsday plan. Yep. Such fears align with experts' predictions that one day AI will reach a point – known as the singularity, when the technology has become more powerful and intelligence than humans can compete with, changing the course of our evolution. That's where do we merge with it mm -hmm. Do before it discards us. Former Google engineer Ray Kurzweil once predicted, predicted that the singularity would arrive by 2045. Um, he might not be that far off, dude. He's pretty, he's pretty good with his predictions. Yeah. In April. strong futurist. Mm-hmm. In April, more than 25,000 people signed an open letter calling for a six-month pause in AI research. At the time, Altman said he had agreed and with calls for caution, but he disagreed with the technical nuance contained in the open letter. He did not sign it. Reports have claimed that several employees wrote a letter to the OpenAI board before Altman was removed from OpenAI. The letter is said to detail how Altman's company was working on a new AI discovery that was dangerous, and serious risks were involved with commercializing the technology, whose potential consequences of the company did not firmly grasp. They didn't understand. Uh, Reuters reported that I mean, Q, that's a common problem. Right. I mean, you're dealing with life-changing technology. They're focused on the tech. They're focused on the thing, not focused on... Nessus, like progress, progress, progress. We then need, you get, then what, 10 years later, we're going to look back and go, damn, we should have slowed down on progress, hit the pause button. We need the ability to like be able to have Stoner like hit a button on the slide deck that just like inserts the Jeff Goldblum, like, <laughs> you never stopped thought about, should you? You know, or if you could. Like, we should just be able to have that. Like, every time we're like, man, are we, we're wandering into a Jurassic Park scenario yeah, right yeah, now? Yeah. 
so Reuters reports that, you know, Q was the reason that Altman was fired. Oh, um, and uh, because of these advanced abilities of this new system, and sources said that Q was already acing math, math tests, while the last version of ChatGPT4 still struggles with high school exams. Fair enough. Okay. So we're talking about pretty good leaps. Yeah, so ChatGPT4 launched in March, giving it time to advance while Q has yet to be confirmed. Sources also claim Q could use nonlinear methods such as Tree of Thoughts, Monte Carlo Tree Search, or MCTS, or Process Supervised Reward Models, PRMS, and a learning algorithm. However, OpenAI staff are said to believe that Q could not be the breakthrough that enables the development of AGI. Now, it could be. It it does it, could be. Does it say could be. Could be. Breakthrough. Yeah, that just want to make sure, yeah, it could be. Okay. I I read that wrong. Yep, that's all right. Could be the breakthrough, it could sorry. Be. That enables the development of artificial general intelligence. Yeah. Whoa, bro. So that's why there's been a big to do that whole like what was it called? Like APAC? Isn't that when all that was going on? All the tech up in San Francisco? That's when this event was happening. Sam yep. Altman did like this talk at the, yeah, the APAC or whatever it was. I think it's that. I don't know. I'm not great with this again. <clears throat> I'll get better as I go. But anyhow, yeah, I mean, that's really advanced already. Yep. Like most people, like I I will show my wife like chat GPT or something. You know? And again, I don't even pay for it. I'm just using the free, the version. free version. So I don't yeah. even get like the good tier or like uh, X, Twitter formerly, right? Mm -hmm. Has Gronk. I think it's Gronk or Grok or whatever it's called. They have their own AI. Elon does. You can pay for that for like whatever it is a month. And like that's, you know, a powerful AI as well. It's like, hold on. So now all these companies are now offering their own AI bots and there's different, like, mm -hmm. what's going on? And then there's other apps like Assist that will just help you with certain business tasks that are already pre, you don't even have to prompt it. It'll just say, hey, what do you need? But Assist app on your phone uses ChatGPT4. Yeah. So you have like these overlay apps that are starting, you know, so ChatGPT4 is just being used as like the under, plat the platform underneath it for all these other products. I'll tell you what I think is going to happen. And this is going to be a bold one, but we talked about Ray Kurzweil here. If you guys don't know who Ray Kurzweil is, he's a great futurist, and he has a, a pretty interesting documentary. I think it's called something like that, The Futurist, or this or that. But you know, some some would argue that he's also a non-humanist as well. He might be. He takes a lot of pills every day, but um, to 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 keep himself alive, I believe, or at least he did in that last documentary. But trying to cryogenically freeze himself, he might do that. Yeah. What I'm saying is, I'm trying to get in that same line of thinking of of, of working that out. Damn it, I lost the thought. We got too far down the weeds. <laughs> I had it. It's okay. It's gone. It's a, this is a, a weedy episode, if you <laughs> Oh, oh, I got it. I got it. I got it back. There was a, I want to say it was an MIT student, maybe not, but I believe it was an MIT student. They were showing this device that they made, right? Or basically... You wear this like – it looks like something from Star Trek, dude. But you wear this like head device piece. It goes down your jaw. You can literally turn your thoughts into speech. You never have to talk. The thought of whatever word you were going to hit here gets intercepted somewhere before that little That's... motor movement. And it can interpret what the word is. So what I'm saying is 
you now go from where it's like, you know, right now I have to prompt chat GPT, but if I was wearing this like special headset uh, today and I'm going, man, I got to schedule a meeting at three and I got to do this today and I got to do this. And if, if that thing is taking my thoughts and like augmenting in the background and like mm-hmm. creating what I need basically through what I'm internal monologuing. Mm-hmm. There are the, there's all these adaptable stages yep. where I well then think we are really if we're it's reading your mind and pulling the data from your mind too to make the AI better. It's pulling your thoughts. Well, that's into not even going full world. Neuralink yet with the chip implant yes, in your head. That's like horrible. this is still on an external device basis. Dude, you want to go full? Cut you open and tinker with your ticker. We can go there too. Ex How Machina, wild is that? Full Ex Machina. Bro, Ex Machina is a great film. Speaking of Ex Machina, Kyle, you mind uh, pulling up this uh, next bit? We got a video here for you because we keep talking about AI and robotics. And, Muchos gracias, señor Stoner. Uh, I found this one interesting. I think we actually left off the article about the um, gentleman in a factory that was killed by a robotic arm. Picked him up and slammed him into the wall like... <laughs> like he Damn. wasn't supposed to be and you're good and he got grabbed and and smacked around and man i yeah i hate to say i think he passed away Damn. from this so there's also that real you know concern of like you know Who's machines on the hook for that death machines until we oh yeah until like, we can maker? program something there like how do you i don't know man <clears throat> that that take a lot of uh trust there so here's go. the video we're talking <clears throat> about this is a new employee of a gas station in hangzhou china and, you know, you pull up, you uh, get to a spot that that robotic arm literally opens up your gas tank, unscrews a cap, pumps it in there. You have a human for oversight. This is also what we're talking about with ChatGPT and all these AI assistives. You can't totally remove the human aspect necessarily yet, or I don't think that's the model they're going for. But what you do is you really reduce the overall amount of need for any of that, right? Like, it just takes it so far away that you need like one or two people to do what used to might take, you know, 10 times amount or a hundred times amount. And that's across all industries. It's banking. That's whatever, like tech it's everywhere. It's, it's just, I don't think anybody dreamt it was going to just one day show up literally like the Terminator, but not like it was going to come up with guns and kill us, but it was Terminator. Like I'm here for your job. I'm going to take all your jobs. I'm here to take your job. Yeah. (laughs) What? Yeah. Thought you wanted the motorcycle and the shotgun, Arnold. Jobs. Give me your spatula. <laughs> I want to make the burger. You don't make pizza anymore. Let me put gas in your gas tank. Yeah, no. Hey, I'm okay with that. You hey, you can pump my gas. gas? Hey, you want to put my gas? Got no problem. Make that. it look like Arnold, though, at least. Yeah. That'd be great. I wonder if Neuralink could remove migraines. Probably. I know some people I that would could really benefit probably. from that. It could probably handle that. It could probably handle a lot of, hopefully... Uh, neurodegenerative, you know, like neuromuscular. You know what else can help with that? What? Mushrooms. Well, uh, marijuana or certain CBD and stuff too for like Parkinson's. Mm-hmm, and I've seen mm-hmm. a lot of, but I, th- I think I've also seen like deep neural implants or like brain stimulators for that as well that mm-hmm. can get people to uh, <laughs> come with me if you want. <laughs> if you want. <laughs> I, the Come heart. with me if you want a living. <laughs> Not if you want to live, if you want a living. Damn, Necro, that was perfect. Thank you. That just put the cherry on the top of That's the... Uh... It's rich, as they say. 
That's so good. Um, oh, man. Did we end that last article? You already moved on to it. That's, oh, that's, it was yeah, just a yeah. video. Yeah, mm-hmm. you, you want to do the next one? You want me to do it? I, sure, go ahead. My computer's way I'll over there. I'll do an article here. It's way over there. Uh, and I'm going to skip that one for now just because I think we already did it, but we'll talk about this one first. So we've got <laughs> a uh, – from. Uh, let me just get to the actual article so I can do this proper. So this is from IFLScience.com, uh, and this uh, is two days ago it was published. And um, this article is about – a prehistoric colossal tomb was greatest engineering feat of the Stone Age. That's an impressive headline. You know, let's follow it up. I'm into it. Let's follow it up. An enormous burial mound in southern Spain has been hailed as one of the most impressive structures of the Neolithic period following a new examination of its humongous features. Known as the Manga Dolmen. I just like the name. Manga. M-E-N-G-A. Strong. The incredible monument is thought to have been built around... 5,700 years ago. That's nothing to sneeze at. That's no. That's a good date. Pre-ancient Greece. You know what's in it? You asking me? Yeah. I don't know who else I'm asking. E.T.? You got an answer? (laughs) All right. Nothing. Uh, It contains the skeletons of several hundred ancient individuals. Well, all right. Let's dig in deeper. Weighing around 150 tons, Manga's capstone is the second largest stone ever used in a Neolithic dolmen. And the overall structure is described by the researchers as the most colossal stone monument built in its time in Europe. After analyzing the dolmen's oversized building blocks, the study authors discovered that the ancient builders also chose to work with the soft stone that required a huge amount of technical skill and logistical organization to erect. Located on a hilltop, the tomb was carefully oriented to provide three major locational advantages. For instance... The dolmen's position perfectly aligns with the nearby mountains known as Lover's Rock and the Sunrise, which produces a complex pattern of light and shadow inside the chamber. The porous nature of the stones used to construct the tomb would have ordinarily have left them vulnerable to water damage. To overcome this problem, Manga's designers insulated the largest stones with large mounds or tumuli made of alternating layers of carefully interlocking flat sandstones and oh. pressed ground. Mm, there you go. That's how so the mounds I mean, here were built. Wow. Yes, layers of sand. Hey, by the way, shout out Cryptos of the Corn. What's happening? Is that wow. Mr. E in there? I see. Love you, brother. Um, yeah, I mean, you know, here in Ohio, we have there's weird layers of, of different types of sand. You have brown sand, yellow sand, and yeah. the sand came from all over. Yeah. And then they have layers of clay that, you know, the ones in Indiana, I think we talked about before, had these kind of tombs, stone structures inside of them with this, you know, clay structure around it completely encapsulating like six or seven bodies. Right. So it's really interesting that you see, and by the way, Graham Hancock's doing some incredible work from what I understand down in the Amazon right now. Oh, really? With mounds that are super similar to what we have in Ohio and stuff that you see in England. Like there's a whole mound culture in the Amazon that they're discovering too. So like that is. uh, Maybe we'll just keep finding out more and more. mm -hmm. That's the theme. I think they're going to get a lot of benefit from LIDAR down there. Yeah. You know, but hopefully it also still and that's crazy. churns out that on on the ground investigation, if you can get to it, you know, if it's still accessible. Um, but here's here's one of here's one of the arguments for personal jetpacks. <laughs> that's right? going to be good. Serious. You got to get Graham in there. Right. You got to get deep into some of these remote areas like trekking mm-hmm. in stuff's difficult. Yeah. Yeah. Um, 
Not kidding, man. You gotta be able to drop down below the canopy somehow with a jetpack. Just burn all the leaves away as you drop in. Some of these jetpacks don't put out like heat like that. Like, like the one air. guy that's got the just box. Like hydrogen. He just stands on that box and I don't know what he does to get it up and going, but he goes flying around at super fast speeds. He races Lamborghinis and high speed boats. He's a wild dude. He's an interesting character. Wild dude. You got the ones where you got the jetpack with the arm sleeve things. Right, right. You know? We put Joel Thomas in one of those first. <laughs> I'd try one out. I would try one out. I remember uh, it was years ago. It was in New Zealand. I think they were doing it as a tourist attraction. I think I saw a show on it. But it was a really weird concept, right? It was like a personal like drone device, but you sat in this like exoskeleton that had this like propulsion helicopter style, like yeah. pull you up singularly in it. That's and, like fly around and whatever. But it was real, like you know, it's Robust. not like well, you can't just very Rigid. herky jerky. Yeah, yeah, you can't. Yeah. There's no movement to it. It's not fluid. You're just going up, and hopefully, you're going to come down. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, I there's yeah. not a lot of control. They um, had a parachute built into it. I do remember that. I think it was like a popular mechanics thing. I used to love reading popular mechanics. Hey, how about you guys out there? How about you guys? You guys got anything you want to chat about? Anybody? What's uh, strange? Throw it in the chat. What's going on out there? Oh, yeah. Uh, Necro, you're talking about curing migraines by getting your, as I think it's called, your inner tragus or your tragus of your ear pierced. Oh. Migraine leaf for the the cartilage for some reason can help. Yeah, my buddy Sammy, uh, who passed away, shout out Sammy, you're an amazing human being. Um, Sammy quit smoking by getting uh, acupuncture in his ears. So the acupuncturist didn't put anything on his body. Put these, uh, the, you know, the little needles, they right into certain parts of his ears, and then I think like two on his eyebrows, and that was it. And it was like a 30-minute session, never smoked a cigarette ever again. That's interesting. Isn't that wild? I yeah. still to this day have not found any acupuncturist that has ever heard of this technique. I, I had a friend, uh, our knows, buddy, man? remember Anil? Maybe it was the power of suggestion. Remember our buddy Anil from back in the day? Sure. Indian guys to work with? Sure. Great dude. Yeah. Uh, his buddy had uh, kind of left medical school and became an acupuncturist. And he's a really, really talented acupuncturist. And I asked him about that. And he's like, I've never heard of that. I don't know what kind of, you know, like where did he get that from? I've never heard of anybody else having that either. But that's a similar thing. You get your ear – it's these pressure points in your ears. You know, you hear – you get your ear pierced when we – we got our ear pierced when we were in high school. I had my ear pierced you, for one day. You always day. heard test Toby. Shout out test Toby. Ear pierced. Gave me my – pierced my ear. Is that who did it? Yeah. I don't remember. And just pushed it through. And I'm like, oh, God, is she going to hit that pressure point where I'm just going to fall over and die? Because you hear those, like – People, those pressure points in the ear, you hit the wrong one, oh, yeah. it, it'll paralyze you and I've you'll never, have a stroke. Damn. Never heard of that. But I remember getting my ear pierced, yeah, for one day. And then I had to go to church the next day. <clears throat> Cryptids of the Corn said Canada uh, podcast Canada, stuff. How, what does that mean? Like poutine? It's, what's going on? Is are there people getting... Uh, Something their, happening in Canada podcast world? I'm not familiar. Send what me do, a link. What are we missing there? DM me a link. We could look like I said, up. I'll talk about poutine all day. I don't know that much about it, but I love to eat it. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about, right? Oh, potatoes and gravy with oh, cheese curds, great. little scallions, yeah. maybe a little green onion. Yep. Oh god. 
Oh, yeah. So I did hear some rumblings about that not too long ago about the regulating podcasts. Oh. Um, And, you know, that's the direction they're going, unfortunately, there in Canada. um, You know, the regulating in terms of censoring as well. There's a lot of things that go along with that. Um, You know, it's... Are we getting censored for talking about poutine? Basically, it's it's not going to be independent anymore. It's going to be regulated like the FCC would. Like if you're on a radio station, you can't say half the stuff that we talk about on our show. If we had yeah. a radio show on 99.7 FM, right, sure. we wouldn't have a show. So, you know, the, the independent aspect uh, is it passed. Okay, oh, it Crypt passed of the Corn, Well, not great. Grimerica Boys. Um, what's the big conspiracy podcast from Canada? I think it's Grimerica. I could be wrong. Sorry, Grimerica boys, but um, one of those guys are are from Canada. I know they've been speaking out about it quite a bit. I can't say some who. Some of the group can't say who. Uh, you know, and with kind of like the tinfoil hat, those guys all came up together. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> yeah. Well, that does not, not sound. Uh, yeah, encouraging. And, and so I wonder how that affects Cryptids of the, the Corn, average. Hollow Sky, The Strange Road. For people that are listening to an American show in Canada. Should we start making a series called like the Maple Syrup Murders or something? Like should we go full Canada, you know, Canadian and better start moving south. Come on down here. Podcasters from Canada. Come on down, buddy. Come on down this way. We have a growing city. We'll help you, uh, you know, get rebooted in the studio. Bring your secrets of poutine. Bring me your poutine. <laughs> All's Bub is once poutine. I'm so hungry. We'll help you in the process, but we need poutine. I would love some poutine. And I'll tell you what else is Columbus happening. Columbus Brewing Company has got I'll good. I'll tell food. you what else is happening. Tomorrow, Spicy Wario's Steak Sandwich Day. Shout out to Wario's. Unless it's not. And if it's not tomorrow, it's next week. Didn't we have a whole conversation about Wario's in the chat Monday night? I think I have a whole conversation Stoner's about Wario's Stoner. with myself, at least daily. <laughs> It's uh, like for now, it uh, read that, Bob. Uh, for now, it does not affect other countries' podcasts, but there are talks about that too. So basically, yeah, what he's saying that's is, what I, that's what oh man. So yeah, maybe I'll tell you what. If you're Canadian and you're podcasting and you are getting dinged up there, move below the belt. Come on down. But even then, we have listeners in Canada. They can listen to us. Well, they can listen to us. Didn't you see what he's saying? For now. For now, it does not affect other countries. Right. Right now, we're, now. we're fine. Right. Right, but, right now, we're skating. But it's up like there. anything. It's a slippery slope. They don't have the first, uh, you know, they don't have the First Amendment in their constitution. They don't have freedom of speech. UK doesn't have freedom of speech. Well, when they go and battle these the things knee. in court, they're all, they're still connected to, they're a principality or whatever of England still. They're yeah. under the crown. Yeah, bend the knee, baby. So, you know, at least we have the First Amendment that get, can protect. Get Prince Charles over – not Prince, sorry, King Charles. He's waited long enough, damn it. <laughs> sausage fingers. That might uh, be a conspiracy. Bub is right. Bub's always right. Somebody. I'm not always right. <laughs> Jesus. I'll tell you what. I'm like a broke watch. Two times a day I might be right. Oh, man. Anything else, guys? Anything you guys want to talk about? Want to want to chat about? Uh, if we know Bo Diddley, we'll let you know mostly. Uh, but I, you know, we can talk about I think a couple episodes that we have coming up. 
We have Zeus Tapato, guys. We had Round Zeus two. back on uh, with a follow-up episode. His research, his DMT virtual reality research, uh, is now he's able to talk about it a little bit. So we had an Pretty amazing cool. conversation with him. Last week, that was in the can. So Zeus Tapato. Uh, round two is coming up. And then we had the returning champ, Jeffrey Wilson. Oh, my. Down here uh, last Better lock Friday for, that one when we for put it an epic epic episode yeah that is i don't know was five hours long and then jeff talked to us two hours before we went live and then stayed here and talked to us for another two hours after i can't <laughs> i was so talk about your cup being full bro um, oh yeah we went and got pizza before it we went and got pizza at mikey's late, late night. night slice god was that them. good and by the way kudos to them for throwing up the deals if you haven't been to mikey's late night in a while and i think i don't know if it's everywhere but the, the one buy three slice deal there's all kind of deals like you know get a pie order one take it out yep. you know but we were getting all kinds of pieces of pizza so yeah it's killer stuff yeah god it was good so keep an eye on that, guys. Jeffrey Wilson came on to talk about his new book, the expanded edition of Ancient Monuments of the Mississippi Valley, which was a Squire and Davis, written by Squire and Davis in 19, 1840. It was the first book ever written under the Smithsonian. So the Smithsonian was very, very new. Jeff uncovered an unbelievable amount of you, it's just, just like there's. Hold on, we bro, got four or five hours that they can bro, just watch it. I know we don't even need to tell you, but just, just know that it's coming. Just priming for that, Jeff. Get ready for the holidays. Promoting his new book. Yeah, um, ready for some Jeff Wilson stuff. I'm shout out to you, born not to run. I'm with you. We it's had a right great time on that. It's good stuff. Um, we have a, a wonderful guest coming in this week. Next week we have, um, you know, another great recording. We'll kind of keep those on. We got the, on some the cool DL stuff coming now, up, but yeah. Stay tuned, guys. And again, like I said in the beginning, reach out. Tell us what you want us to to cover. Um, you know, we love ears. to develop um, a new. We really want to develop a new kind of research, deep dive kind of episode format where all of us kind of get to hang out and do this and a little bit more laid back. And you know, with the guests, it's kind of hard to interact with you guys sometimes. We would love strange happenings. Yeah. So we get to hear kick it with you guys. It's much more chill. So we'd love to, you know, keep creating stuff like that. And um, uh, so we're making some bandwidth and clearing out the cobwebs to make room for some, I think, some incredible stuff coming your way in 2024. We'll be ready to go. Stay with us. I know you guys will. If we would start boring the hell out of you, I would leave too. But I don't think we're getting more I don't boring. Think I think, if <laughs> anything, we're getting more loose. So, like, just get ready. We're going to have some good stuff coming up. Yep. We like bringing fun content to you guys. We hopefully bring you great, you know, great quality, great production quality from Kyle and, and, and Matt back there in Master yep. Control, making it look and all sound uh, just so good and yep. making our, our job out here super fun, super yep. easy. And what I like to do most, talk about crazy stuff. Yeah. I'm, I'm a... Hog in heaven right Stoner's here, man. Stoner's dad, do you know anyone who makes Loveland Frogman walking sticks? I don't. Why do you, Stoner's dad? Is that what you're working on right now? <laughs> do you, you're making Loveland Frogman walking sticks? He says, that's do we, amazing. Do we know anybody that's making them? I'm like, no, I don't, but I, um, are you? If you're, I was about to say, that's, that's a very specific request. Stoner's dad is a craft wizard, y'all. Yeah, he's He got, literally he's very is like... Handy. Yeah, like Martha Stewart level crafty. <laughs> I'm not joking, bro. Like wool napping, like what? <laughs> he does it all. I didn't know uh, he did that. Yeah, carvings is ridiculous. Loving frog woman. Uh, 
I can't read the heart's in the way. <laughs> Make some. Oh, ask Kyle. Loveland oh. Frog Woman. Kyle might have a is. Loveland Frogman walking stick. Ask Kyle. Kyle, ask Kyle, you got a Loveland Frogman walking stick? <laughs> Anybody? <laughs> so all you guys remember on Monday, if you were there, the pooter tutor that Brandon, Brandon. Brandon, do we have one? I don't have one, but Brandon, I do. Brandon sent us four pooter tutors. Y'all. Today we got four Today, pooter tutors and that's what I, from Amazon. Kyle's answer was several fart noises. From when I first tutor. got the package too, I was like, it was addressed to like the strange crew or whatever. And I was like, what the hell is this? And then I was like <laughs> looking at it, I was like... It's like a salt shaker or what? What is this thing? And like, oh my goodness! So thank you, Brandon. We appreciate the heck out of that man. That's gonna bring some some levity. I'll tell you what's funny that was. I was just doing it just because I'm like ADD and I'm like you know obsessive compulsive at certain times. So I'm on meetings, and I was like just ripping these hand farts. You're muted though, yeah. No, (laughs) that's why I realized. Oh, Oh, there it is. There you go. Thanks, Matt. I don't know if I can get it. Here, I'll do it. My, Give it to me. I've been you practicing. Do it? Yeah. Give it to me. There it is. Get it in the mic. You're horrible. Give me that thing. I can fart in real life. I just can't <laughs> fake fart. <laughs> That's good. You get the point. You try it. Yeah. I got to work it out. It's just because my hands are dry, too. And this goes back to I don't like to have lotion on my hands because, okay, you know, if you have doorknobs and if there's a fire... I got slick hands. I can't open that. I had it earlier. Well, anyway, anyway, you get the yeah. gist of it. We'll be you working guys, on it. Brandon <laughs> will be working on oh, our there skills it was. with that. All right. Well, you guys can find us at the Strange Road Instagram, TikTok, Twitter, wherever you listen to your podcast. Please do that. Share that episode. If you're in YouTube, like, subscribe, and hit that notification bell. It's got to be the white one, or you ain't gonna get notified for Jack Squat. It's like right. why subscribe. And then hide the notification bells. Yeah. Not sure. Um, so hit that all. Go follow Necromechanimal on Instagram. Go follow us, The Strange Road. Oh, wow. Um, Check out what Necro just said. Yeah. Shout out. Got a shout out for the OBDM or the uh, Our Big Dumb Mouth with Midnight Mike. Uh, was that Cretched or Crocheted? And Joe, I, you know, I'm going to have to go look into that. Yeah. Uh, I know I've heard it. I think I've listened to it and probably because Necro has tossed it my way. But yeah, I know I've heard Midnight Mike before and I know I've seen that acronym of OBDM. I didn't yeah. realize it stood for Our Big Dumb Mouth, but um, I've oh, actually yeah. listened to a couple of different podcasts that he sent my way. So um, big shout Necro's out. Necro's always on the podcaster. Oh, dude. Necro knows you want to know about podcasts, you hit up Necro. Um, so shout out to OBDM. Yeah. Heck yeah. Our big Appreciate dumb, it. Our big dumb mouth. Shout out to you guys. Check them um, out. Shit, we'd love to collaborate or do a swap cast or That would be fun. Uh, I'm going to check out their show right now. So big big love to all you content creators out there. Um, you know, big love to, to Necro and 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 Burton if you were in here and and anybody out that's out there hustling Crypts of the Corn is bringing the fire. You guys are I want to see fire, that bus, dude. We got to see that bus. I want to get on that bus. I want to tour I want to be like Stifler, but not from American Pie, <laughs> from Road Trip, when they get the bus to the song, and, I Want to Rock. by the way, who's driving the bus? Is Jay driving the bus, or is Justin driving the bus? I'm betting you, Mr. E's in, in behind the wheel of that baby. 
you just picture him doing tours with a big megaphone? I just imagine <laughs> Jay driving that bus and Justin with the with the uh, on the com. All right, here, right All here. Right, slow down, your... Jay. <laughs> slow down now. Out of your left window, this is where the Mothman first appeared. We love you guys. I do want to see that bus, though. Oh, we got to get that going. I'll tell you what, we could turn that love into it. a mobile podcast show mm-hmm. on the way to an event. Yeah. That would be fun. Okay, now I'm getting crazy with it. Yeah. All right. Road Trip. Hell yeah. Road right. Trip is the best. God, it's a good movie. All right, we're going to put this baby to bed. Thank you to all of you guys in here. Sess in the City, Born Not to Run. Uh, Stoner's Dad, of course. Um, and Stoner and Disbro. Again, yeah, absolutely. Jay you Lamb, if you're there. in there. All you guys rule. Peace. Love, peace, and chicken grease. Till next time, guys. We're out. Thank you. Much love. <laughs>